Ever since I was a child, people said my family was cursed. Mom tried to protect us with God. Pop tried to protect us with wrestling. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing had ever hurt us. I believed him. We all did. Morning. Pants tomorrow, please, David. Harry, I want you to join your brothers in the ring. Yes, sir. I love that. Woo! Now, we all know Carrie's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life, Kevin Von Eric? More ribs. <laughs> I want to be with my family. You know, be with my brothers. What do you like to do with your brothers? Together, we can do anything. We're here to restore justice to the wrestling federation that our father built with his own two hands. The hands that were passed down to us. The hands that will deliver the iron claw to you. So what do you think? Like we're alive. I love your family, Kevin. Don't we, uncle? Yes, sir. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. I talked to you about something, Mom. Dad's too tough on us. You gotta say something. Baby, that's what your brothers are for. You feel that? Ah. You feel that? Ah. That's pressure. You're pushing too hard. I'm fine, Kev. Seriously, I'm just sick. I'm scared, man. It all out of control. need to think about my family. Your job is to wrestle. Live up to that deal or we are through. I told you to look out for him! I just love being out there with you guys. It's the only thing that matters to me. The Bonner will forever be the greatest family in the history of wrestling! Welcome to Movie Umpers. My name is Bob Sham. I'm Angela. Um, the sounds of your maybe dogs. And this month is December. We went to the movies like every week. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it a lot throughout the year. Some, maybe once a month, maybe. We could have done it more. We'll probably be catching up to a lot of when they announce the Best Picture nominees. We'll probably catch up on what we missed there before... The Academy Awards, but this is our last uh, at the theaters discussion of the year. And I just want to point out again that I got a copyright strike on The Boy and the Heron. It was up for a little bit. I set it up. I got no strike setting it up. And then two days after I posted it, they cut it. So the only place you can hear our Bo- The Boy and the Heron review episode is through podcasts, which you can see. Find in the links below in the show notes of what you're watching or listening to right now so just the boy in the heron podcast only but today's discussion is a sad one a sad ass movie which if you know anything about the subject matter was going to be a sad movie but it's yeah. also kind of in our wheelhouse because we like ourselves some professional wrestling i'd say we love professional wrestling. yeah we it is if we're not if i'm not watching a movie i'm probably watching professional wrestling i fell asleep watching wrestling last night after watching this movie <laughs> and this is the story of the von erics we're talking about the movie the iron claw yes directed by sean durkin written by sean durkin 
Produced by Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Well, executive produced. Yeah. It's also produced by Tessa Ross, Sean Dirk, and Juliet Howell, Angus Lamont, and Darren Schlesinger. I often don't put the executive producers on here, but we didn't know he... MJ, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, he's the current All Elite Wrestling World Champion. Yeah, we love him, and he's in the movie for a brief... For like a brief second. Yeah. And it stars Zach Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson, and Holt McElhaney, as well as several others. And Zach Efron, you can tell he put... I mean, he got yoked as fuck. Jeremy Allen White, you know him from The Bear... Yes. He is uh, probably going to be end up being a pretty big movie star. I think so. Holt McElhaney plays their dad, Fritz Von Erich, who is... Holt McElhaney is a character actor, often playing like authority figures, feds. He was in Manhunter. He was perfect for this. Anything about the Von Erichs, you know that this is going to be a sad fucking story. A, a lot of time when they're in theater releases... Um, we don't want to go in too much detail, but it's kind of hard. I mean, the reality is what defines the Von Erics, not only as in their prime in the wrestling territory days in Texas, they were huge. Mm-hmm. They were giant. They were people loved them. And I think the movie, there's some things about this movie that worked very well, mm-hmm. and things that you were surprised that they didn't go further into. Yeah. In the beginning, it, it is, it's establishing Fritz and his boys. And the thing about the Territory Days that's wild is that they tried to keep that shit kayfabe even when they were out. Kayfabe meaning putting up the image of the performance, right? Like uh, if you're a bad guy in the ring, then you pretended to be an asshole outside of the ring as well. Yes, and if people... If someone came up and challenged you mm-hmm. outside and you were like a big star, a big baby face, a big heel, mm-hmm. then if you were drawing money and if someone, you got caught getting your ass whipped outside, that could affect your career. Oh, for sure. And even if your best friend is someone that you're feuding with, you cannot go have dinner with them where people are going to see you. you if you're feuding d- with them on television or on the show. You can't go drink in public with someone friends. that you're feuding with. Yeah. Because people were so emotionally invested mm-hmm. into this. And in Texas, it was... And one thing I think the movie kind of could have done a lot better was really bring that home. Like how huge and just feverish the fan base was especially for the von eric family in particular yeah because because there is so much emphasis on the tragedy that's happening and the personal issues that they have and that is so real and 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 did all these things like did happen they don't sort of let you have that like we're rock stars moment which was real also yeah you didn't really feel it didn't go as hard into that as it could have aside from the fact that like Kevin meets his girlfriend because she walks up to him after a show. But it's not its not like groupies and things the way that it really probably was. Yeah, yeah. Like I, women throwing themselves at these boys and... I don't know what part is true or not. There's something... I mean, the, the tragedies, the deaths, they are true. Yes. Spoiler, I guess. But the only Von Erich son that is left standing is Kevin Von Erich. Mm-hmm. And he's alive today. And he has some... I think they're like nephews or cousins that... There is a, a tag team of the Von Erichs that is working like indie shows and small promotions. So, so it's a family that's continued to be present but in Kevin, the wrestling world. But Kevin Von Erich is the only one that is still around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, he's older now and not wrestling. But And I think what's particularly fucked up about this movie, or the story of the Von Erichs, is that while this movie 
um, is tragic and sad. The actual they actually removed a Von Erich from the story, Chris yeah. Von Erich, who um, also took his own life. Yeah, it's even sadder in reality, and usually it's the opposite, right? Usually they're dramatizing or trying to make things seem worse in the movie to make you feel something more, but it's actually they the actually reality had to is pull worse. Back. They actually had to pull back. There's also, you know, this conversation throughout the entire movie about the curse of the Von Eriks. They believe in it. Uh, their older brother, who was electrocuted when he was very young, mm. Jack. Yeah, when he was maybe five. And he's a mention. They don't show that, but it's a mention. They do show Jack, like pictures and... And then something happens to David Von Eric, who his intestines ruptured. He dies in Japan. And that's when we start talking about the curse. Mm-hmm. Like, they're already talking about the curse. It's just two down. And then it just gets worse from there. Yeah, Kevin tells this story at the beginning about how Von Eric is not their birth name. It's not his father's birth name. But as soon as his dad took on the name of Von Eric, it had been his grandma's name. And apparently there had been a lot of tragedy already in the Von Eriks. So I guess he just thought it was a good wrestling name. Yeah, Fritz, he was Fritz Von Erich. He was a big heel. And the Iron Claw was his move. So when he was, his like his finishing move, his final move to win, was he would grab the forehead of the person and push them down to the mat really hard. And that was the Iron Claw. And it was Claw. like a submission maneuver. Yeah, and so his boys ended the, up also doing that. At the beginning, when when referencing the, the way of the old territory days, as I discussed before, I kind of half expected... Because we in the beginning we see Fritz von Erich wrestling and his little boys and his wife and they're going out in the parking lot and I half expected because he was getting major heel heat in that mm-hmm. ring like people did not like him I half expected someone to step up to him mm. in that moment and then he would have had to like beat their ass or something like that mm. just to kind of show how serious like it could have been. But like again, they don't. The one of I mean, there's some good things in this movie we'll get into, but they didn't really drive home how huge and prolific that territory was. They do make note that it was one of the biggest wrestling shows in the compared to other territories in its time. And he was he did become the promoter, like he was in charge of it all. The one thing they do take in that moment when he's a wrestler to sort of touch on and it doesn't come back around until the very end is that he appearances were more important to him than it mattered what people thought about you more than what you actually were like you needed to be the winner you know you had to work really hard but it it didn't matter unless you had the belt like he had just gotten this car that they couldn't afford they're literally living out of a trailer they don't have a house but he got this car they can't afford and the trailer their house is literally attached to the car yeah and you don't really hear anything else about his sort of spending until the end when Kevin says to him, you know, I've looked through the books and I never made as much money as it said I did. And his dad was like, don't question me because it was very big. Yeah, he'd been cooking the books. Do not question me. And getting away with it for years. But stealing from his children. Yeah. Because you can't really, you can't really do it with like other wrestlers like you're not going to undercut andre the giant but no, no. but you're going to undercut your kids yeah you undercut bruiser brody he's going to fuck you up yeah but we do see some uh a camp i would have loved to have seen like who would have played andre we do get a rick flair in this movie i forget the Terrible. actor's name he's like a tv dude aaron dean eisenberg look no no offense to this uh young actor man but that was 
the best Ric Flair you could kind of do there. Like, that guy is so prolific that you really can't half-ass that impression. Now, MJF, his brief cameo in the movie was, and you wouldn't know it unless you just know it. Yeah, they didn't explain it at all. He's the fake Von Eric, but you only see him briefly in the ring as Eric is trying to keep it together after his brothers have Kevin, gone. Kevin, he and Kevin. Kevin are tag-teaming, but they don't make it clear that they're pretending he's a brother. Yeah, carries off to WWF at that point. So, But yeah, they don't make that no. You just have to be in the know. Mm-hmm. MJF could have done a better Ric Flair. So many just people on, could have done a better Just Ric on Flair. promo capability alone, he could have dropped that Ric Flair. But yeah, I mean... There's a wrestler, Jay Lethal, who does, like, Macho Man and Ric Flair impressions. He's amazing. I mean, he's a black guy, but just slap a Ric Flair wig on him and throw him out there, and it would he would have killed it. Woo! Right now! Woo! 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 I would have rather have seen that. Yep. I will need at this moment to pause and make a comment about the terrible wigs in this movie. Mm. The costumes are fabulous. They really do set the time period. I don't know who did the wigs for this movie, but shame on you. Let me tell you. Shame on you. The wig game out there can really expose you. It truly can. You can you can be setting this up. You can be doing well. I think this movie, you know, this is a very indie movie. million budget, that's pretty low for a modern movie. But truly, hire a drag queen to do your wigs, and you would have been fine. And pay that drag queen well. Little inside tip here. You listen to what she's saying. Reanalyze your wig game. They would not let you look like... they, They would not have let any of those men go out there with that hair. Drag queens are going to tell you... If your wig sucks, that's actually a good. Uh, that's actually a good idea. Even just as a consultant, if you can't afford to have them do the wigs, have them come in and tell you yes or no to everything. You need, you need wig consult. You need drag queen wig consultants for your movies. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. Also, the camera shots. There were some issues with the camera shots in this for me because there's a couple of movements. There's this wrestler named um, Chavo yeah. Guerrero Jr. And he did all the fight choreography. And he did a great job. There are some moments that are really that they, good in you this. You can tell they worked. They really worked. These guys really learned these moves. And like Bobby said, they got... A couple of them like really did get really buff. But so often, the camera shots are way zoomed in. So much closer than they ever need to be. It's, it's the same conversation we had with dancing shots. Pull back. Let us watch it. Especially on a wrestling match. Absolutely. You can't tell what's going on when it's so close. And often, you know, especially in like a fight scene in a movie, I think often you kind of zoom in and you go in tight to maybe disguise some things. But there's so much going on. But I think it looked like people actually worked their ass off. And you know Zac Efron worked his ass off. Jeremy Allen White, he got buffed up. That that pulling back and just showing showing the wrestling with a with. Almost like you would a wrestling show. Yeah. You got a hard cam and then you got your side boys around there that you're cutting back and forth to. You should have shot it exactly like a wrestling. And getting in tight on a wrestling match, I don't know. Maybe a couple actors just needed that camera pulled in. But from what I could tell, people were actually... The choreography of the wrestling itself actually looked pretty good. There are moments where I could tell what they're trying to do. It just wasn't done well. Like in the moment, the brief moment we do see MJF, he is, you know, tagging with Kevin and he is 
not tagging Kevin in. He's basically being the star. He's trying to wrestle the whole match by himself. He's showing off. It's zoomed in theoretically so that you're paying attention to what Kevin is doing during that scene. But in the foreground, very blurry, is the rest of the match. It's just, you could do that in a different way. You're still going to see that Kevin's upset if you let us see the whole ring. You know, maybe some close-ups on Kevin would have been not so bad in that. But there are also shots where when they're all lined up, all the Von Erics are in the Mm. ring and the dad is doing, um, he's talking, he's doing a promo, cutting a promo for the boys. And Kevin, you know, he's a he's a fine wrestler, but he's not a good talker. And his brother David ends up being the better talker. So there's a scene where they're all in the ring together, and the dad says that David and not Kevin is going to go challenge uh, Harley Race for the NWA World Championship. And, it, and Kevin is just now hearing about it, so you're seeing his reaction, and you're seeing Dave look a little awkward because he knew it was going to be Kevin's time, but. They're saying it's him because he's the better talker. And as the as this whole scene is happening, the camera is slowly zooming in. It is like a hard cam shot, and then it's slowly coming in. And that part was That's actually great. really nice, it really was. well done. So there was some things. There actually was some good camera work here. Yeah, there was some good ideas here. But when we're really peeling and picking, it's like yeah, there was some things we really liked, and some things you know that were really. That weren't very good and other things that were executed very well. One thing that I do feel it comes across without obviously telling the beats of what happens to each boy is that because their father was so dead set on he could never get that belt himself. One of them needed that belt. That belt had to be in their family. He was making decisions to get that belt. And truly, I don't I don't know how down to the minute detail this is factual but every one of his children the decision he made to push them in the way that he pushed them is what led to each of their downfalls yeah and there's this other thing going on which infuriated me where they can't talk to him and they also can't talk to their mom more tyranny plays the mother in this and she does a great job but there's one time where kevin goes to his mom and he's like hey i'd really like to talk to you and she goes that's what your brothers are for yeah, your mom, dad's being real hard on Mike. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you need to work that out with your brothers. Kevin calls his dad at one point and is like, we need to help Carrie. And he's like, no, y'all work that out between yourselves. And it's just this thing of, oh, we had a bunch of you so you could help each other. And we don't have to do anything now. I mean, it's a condemnation. Except tell you what to do with your life. It's a condemnation of a very stereotypical masculinity that even probably was extreme even in its time in mm-hmm. the form of a Fritz von Erich. Even as this man's own children are dropping dead, yeah, he doesn't change anything. Everything is like, you got to take it. You got to endure it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everything is just like their weakness and not his failures. Absolutely. Because they're not strong enough. They're not working hard enough. They're not trying hard enough. They're not being perfect. So it's not his fault. Even though they are working their asses off, they are making certain levels. When Gary gets to the WWF, he does so with one foot. The dad is like, when are you going to get that? He's literally on SummerSlam wrestling Mr. Perfect as the Texas Tornado for the Intercontinental Championship. He wins it, and he comes home, and the dad's like, when are they, when are they giving you that world championship shot? And he's like, it's coming. Yeah. 
what the hell? And he, I he, just won this belt. And also, Carrie, at that point, is just in, in a tremendous amount of pain. And this is when Kevin has started sort of realizing that his dad's way is maybe not the right way. Because the thing about Kevin is he was, like, all in 100%. His dad was, like, the end-all, be-all. Everything his dad said was true. And he would he would suck it up, even if it hurt his feelings, to, like, be the supporter and not the star. Every time his dad would, like, build him up and then pull him back down again. But there is that sweet moment where he goes up to Carrie and he's truly like, are you okay? And Carrie's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm great. Because the whole thing is you don't show your emotions. You don't show your feelings. Like, it's such a sad, Mm. it's such a sad thing. And like you said, this is obviously something that happens in families and still today happens in families. The whole, like, men don't cry, men don't have feelings, men don't, you don't complain, you just take care of your business. But as but on Kevin with his own family, he's trying to kind of pivot around what he perceives as a real curse. He changes his kids' names back to their original Atkinson name. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he doesn't touch his own children because he's afraid that they will be cursed. He won't come home. He's sleeping in his dad's gym because he doesn't want his wife and his baby to catch it. And she says to him, she's like, this is not going to work for me. Not sustainable. And Lily James plays his wife, and she she's really wonderful in this, too. And, you know, there are some very happy moments. It's just it's, they find happiness with each other. The bond between these the brothers, brothers is beautiful. That does come through very well in the movie. It's very beautiful. Um, but this is, this is a tragic, yeah. sad movie. And the true story has one other brother that didn't make it. That wasn't included in this movie. So the true story is even sadder. Yes. Um, But there is a beautiful scene in which, you know, Carrie goes. They, he reunites with his brothers in this kind of, it's, you could call it a dream sequence if you want. But I was really glad they put that in there because that was extremely touching and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for all the flaws in this in this movie, there is some genuinely beautiful moments in this film at the there same really time. Yeah. There is kind of a balance struck here. And this is a story, you know, as a pro wrestling fan, this is a, a story that is, uh, you know, important and interesting to us. Mm-hmm. But it's also one that, you know, anyone should learn about. And, you know, and you'll probably read it even deeper on an everyday personal level in terms of tough families tough fatherhood yeah. uh tragedy within families I mean, there's a different ways you can relate to this outside of pro wrestling itself absolutely there's another bit at the end that really got to me where he's watching his boys play and he's crying and they come up to him and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you should never see me cry. And they were like, daddy, it's okay to cry. We cry all the time. It's okay to cry. It's like his little children are more are teaching him something. Yeah. And they were like, do you know, the little boy goes, do you know why you're upset? And he says, well, maybe because I used to be a brother and I'm not a brother anymore. Oh. And these little boys are like, daddy, we'll be your brothers. And I lost it because it is, but it is that moment of like, you do still have family. You have made your family. Yeah. This is your family. This is where you focus now. And you just help these boys be supported and strong and grow up with a better father than you had. And apparently, I guess he did. Like, his kids are okay, as far as I know. 
Well, we saw this in the theater, and you had um, some commentary on a, a late, an older woman. I think she's probably just middle aged, maybe like. 10 to 15 years older than we are. Yeah, she's probably around 50, 55. And she it was a wrestling fan, obviously. I think a lot of wrestling fans will go see this movie. Mm-hmm. She came there alone, and I only know... I know this because she was not friends with people on the other side of her, because she was talking to herself. And I know this because when we bought the tickets, there was a single seat left between us and the other people. So I know... Which is fine. Great. I go to the movies by myself, too. But I just know that she was not speaking... To anyone. To anyone. Talking to herself as though she were at home watching wrestling. Yes. And things would happen. And, yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh, no. He shouldn't go to Japan. He should have never gone to Japan. Fritz, you asshole. I don't think she called him an (laughs) asshole, but she very much was like, it's all your fault, Fritz. (laughs) It's all your fault. Yeah, she's the person that yells at the horror movie. Like, "Don't don't open that door. And even to the point where, you know... The the they they mentioned the the little boy that passed away the oldest brother and oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah something yep. tragic is happening. <laughs> it's like she's just like telling the movie it's doing a good job and then something tragic is happening. At one point she's like, why did they have to show that? And it's like it's a fucking movie, bitch. I really I didn't say anything to her because I had this feeling that if I asked her to to tone it down. That it would have gotten worse. She would have suplexed you. Or she something. would have. Well, I think she would have. Maybe been it would have hit you with more the, aggressive. Hit you with the iron claw. I mean, maybe. Listen, maybe. I could have taken her. You think so? Yes. She probably got like a good twenty years of wrestling watching on you. Wrestling watching. I probably got about fifty pounds on her. She and she knew that Jack Junior was electrocuted. Listen, you you want to fuck with that? Listen, I just. It was so much talking, and there was a point where she, she would say stuff, and I would shoot her look sometimes, but we never made eye contact. Then I saw the you. End, I saw you looking right at her from the corner of my eye. But there she, were a couple times she never looked back at me. But then towards the end, I'm like crying because this movie is like so touching, and then she starts looking at me anytime I like sniffled, and then she makes this comment about like. Yeah, if you don't if you don't know this story, it's a real tearjerker. <laughs> and I want if you to be know like, the story, it's a fucking tearjerker. Like, listen, I will admit, I did not know every single detail. I have I have some knowledge of the Von Erics. I did know it was going to be awful, and I knew that Kevin was the only one standing at the end. But I didn't know like necessarily how we we're going to get there. But so what? We like we should have fought her. I'm pretty sure. Th- there was a lady on the other side of her that would probably she felt shushed the same. her at one point. I think someone shushed her at one point, but nothing happened. Nothing changed. Yeah, yeah. I kept like scooting closer to you in my chair, like that was going to do literally anything. We should have fought her. We should have tagged tagged I her. I never know what to say in those situations. Like I really wanted to be like, maybe I should have said you something. I'm, I'm chill that, out. We're in a movie. I should have said something because I'm the heavy. Yeah, it's well, true. I'm you the heavy. Doing your job. You're right. I should have been like, excuse me. I know you know everything that's happening here, but we didn't pay for you to give your dumb commentary. And if you don't stop, I'll do a fucking stone cold stunner on your ass yeah, right in front of everybody. There's a part at the end where the mother is uh, hasn't made his dinner, right? Because she's upset. She's sad. She's grieving. She hasn't made dinner. And he's like, what's for dinner? And she says, I didn't make anything. I'm not hungry. And the woman goes, 
that's because she knows it's all your fault, Fritz. Like, it was just <laughs> truly like this woman. But then she also got real excited when, um, you know, she called out every wrestler that she saw who was an actual wrestler. She called out the names of people that they didn't necessarily announce as mm, well. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. it. You know what? I'm sure she had a great time. Although, well, who knows? That scene where the mom decides not to cook dinner and paint instead, it's too late. It was way too late. You, you Five of your kids So died. too you late. You lost like five out of six sons, and now you're going to not cook dinner? You might as well just fucking get your ass in the kitchen and cook the fucking dinner. The whole time that she, because she was very religious. Yeah. And so everything was always, you know... God's plan, God's time, it's whatever, but it just... God's property, Kirk Franklin. You don't know Kirk Franklin uh-uh. and God's property? No. They have that hit single in the 90s. Oh, no. I don't know that. The one, a breakout religious single that hit mainstream. Come on. Anyway, that is The Iron Claw. Yeah. Directed by Sean Durkin. And again, I want to say, you know, Jeremy Allen White, great. He's good. Yeah. He's going to be a big actor. He's going to be a big star. Zac Efron, well done. You could tell he had a very inspired performance. He. You could tell he put a lot into it. Was wonderful in this. Great. Probably the best Zac Efron movie I've seen. And we haven't seen a lot, admittedly. We we'll, but... go, well, we'll have to go back and watch the High School Musical movies. I think he's in those. We'll <laughs> no, t- to compare him to this. But I think he was in The Greatest Showman. I don't know. I don't know me, that man. I've seen him in much, but he did a really great job in this. Zach Efron, we are proud of you. You ever hear people say that of people I they hate don't know? That shit. Like celebrities like, "Wow, I'm so proud." Well, you know, I, this this does show me that he is a legit good actor. Like he is a he is good at what he does. And he's sort of got past the, I know it's not really, I mean, well, it's High School Musical Disney. I don't know, like the Disneyfication of it all. Like he's he's beyond that yeah, now. Yeah. He is a true, legit actor on his own deal. But then you see people who you get really excited about, like Austin Butler in Elvis, we thought did a really great job. But yeah. do you know that apparently he just like is that now? Like he speaks with that accent constantly. That's how That's he dresses. What? He's, he's, it's like the, 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 uh. Johnny Depp effect. Like, he's become... He's method. He's ultra method. Except he's over and he's still doing it. No, you gotta just give him another role that he's gotta deep dive into and then he'll become that. All right, we're gonna rate this one through five. You're gonna give one through five. I'm gonna give it one through five combined for best out of ten. What do you give the film The Iron Claw? Not... uh, It's got its its flaws, but the emotional beats... Are really good. Do work. I'm going to give it a 3.75. I'm going to give it a um, a 3.5. So that is a 7.25. And there you go. Check it out in 7.25. The Iron Claw by Sean Durkin joins the ranks of White Christmas, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Go Zoo, Deep Red, and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's at least as good as those movies. I would agree. I, and I agree with that. I do too. I should. We we. We scored it. Folks, that's it for this um, year of At The Movies. We'll probably do some catch-up for some things we miss when nominations come around. Yes. I hope that we at least got half, got to half of what's going to be nominated for the Academy Awards. Yes. Um, but that said, like uh, a reminder, if you want to hear the Boy and the Heron episode, it's on pod only. 
And um, we got one more, one last holiday drop. And then the year one of uh, Movie Humpers is in Mm -hmm. the can. Mm -hmm. But in January, we got a new theme in which we explore the films of two major black leading men, Paul Robeson and Denzel Washington. And I'm really excited about a lot of the movies we're discussing here. Narrowing down Denzel movies is one of the hardest mm-hmm. hardest things I've had to do. But I think it will be worth it when it's all said and done. And, um, yeah, so, look, go easy on your kids, all right? I guess that's the lesson here. All right? It's okay to be sad sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to be sad. Some th- th- is that going to be our sign off for this episode? That was going to be okay. Well, let's do let's do it officially now. Check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, a correction, um, any fun facts. Uh, we love to hear from you. We appreciate your viewership. That said, it's okay to be sad sometimes. Mm-hmm.